Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian with you. In the spotlight today, we'll talk about a scam case that made headlines recently. Well, victims visited a bubble tea shop and saw a sticker pasted on its glass door encouraging customers to do an online survey to get the free cup of milk tea. So natural reaction is, hey, good deal, let's try Free. it out. why not? Yeah, and this uh, unfortunate 60-year-old scanned the QR code on the sticker and downloaded a third-party app onto her Android phone to complete this so-called survey. And that night, while she was sleeping, her mobile phone suddenly lit up. And thanks to the app that she downloaded, scammers used it to take over her device and move $20,000 from her bank account. Gosh. But how do you do that without your biometric thumbprint, I wonder? Well, I, I, that I guess the bank? that's the technology. Unless she didn't set it up. That's possible. That's mm. possible. Well, uh, today we're going to get into the minds of uh, QR code scammers, understand it a little bit more and how we can avoid being a victim of one of these. Hui Chiang Tan, Fraud Protection Solution Engineer Group IB, is on the line with us. Good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. I'm fine. How are you? Very good, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time. Let's start off by trying to understand the company Group IB. Tell us a little bit about the services and also understand that you guys uh, work with uh, Europol and Interpol. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so Group IB, we have various uh, offerings, fraud protection, uh, credit intelligence, uh, digital risk protection, and also cyber investigation uh, offerings. So the partnership that you are talking about, the Alliance of Public-Private Cybercrime Stakeholders, APEC, it's a dedicated public and private industry platform with SPF in detecting and preventing cybercrime. So in the last two years, uh, through Group IB's uh, intelligence, digital risk protection, and also our cyber investigation offerings, we produced and disseminated uh, dozens of threat reports on scam operations, compromised payment records, and phishing campaigns through this alliance and this partnership will be effective in preventing and minimizing the damage to the general public and organizations from small-time scammers and also sophisticated threat actors. Okay. So internationally, we also work with Interpol and Europol. We provide threat intelligence to them, which led to the arrest of uh, cyber criminals. Okay, Wei Chang, let's talk about this QR code scam mm-hmm. because it's very interesting. It seems to be very easy to do as well to scam people through this. How common are they? Uh, QR code scams are actually not very common relative to SMS or email scams. Reason being, it takes a lot more effort to print out leaflets and stick them around places. And there's also the physical element involved in QR code scams in the sense that the victims have to be physically present to scan the QR code. It's a lot easier to simply mass send emails and SMSs and victims are more susceptible to fall prey to it when they click on the malicious link. However, just because QR code scams is less common, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's less dangerous as we've seen from uh, the recent incident. So we don't have the exact statistics on QR code scams, but from March to April this year, 113 victims have fallen prey to mobile malware, Mm -hmm. and the total amount of money lost has been close to $450,000. And that's just in one month. 
And the statistics show that the danger is very real in Singapore. I have seen these, and talking in particular to the scam, to the victim that we mentioned earlier, the 60-year-old woman who scanned the the QR code, I have seen elderly people or middle-aged people on the train scanning QR codes of posters and things. I think they win prizes or points or whatever. But how do you make them aware that not everything that you can scan is safe to scan? Uh, of course, mobile phone users should be careful when they are being asked to install applications by unknown parties, especially after scanning a QR code or even through a phone call, as we've seen in another incident where the victim has been asked to make payment for viewings uh, via uh, downloading a third-party application. And of course, when in doubt of a QR code's legitimacy, uh, one should always check with the staff uh, at the shop or the, the place of business. So, for example, if they are scanning a QR code at, say, MRT station, they should at least check with the staff there to see if it's legitimate. Wow. Uh, Rhaegar, they can put in a little bit of extra effort there. But, you know, as far as crimes are concerned, I, I know you guys help in the global investigation scene. Could you walk us through the profile of a QR code scammer? What are they thinking when they come up with this? Is it because they think regular people can't read QR code as a language, so it's easier to bluff them or scam them? Uh, that's one of the possibilities, but you also have to think about how uh, QR codes are basically just a graphical representation of text. And when you scan them, they basically bring you to a website, right? But if the user is more aware uh, after the scanning the QR code, they will usually analyze whether or not if the URL is legitimate. Mm. For example, if you are accessing a banking website, you know what is the URL of the bank's website that you're trying to access. And after scanning the URL, and you know that the URL of the bank does not match the one that you know, uh, that's how you can tell that uh, it's kind of suspicious. Mm. This is very interesting because I am under the impression once I scan a QR code that could be malicious and I'm taken to some kind of website, that's it. It's over. My phone has been compromised. Is there still time to backtrack if you notice that the website you're being led into is not legitimate? If I close that, Am I going to be safe or are they... Yeah, yeah. So, so the scanning of the QR code itself uh, is not malicious. It just brings okay. you to the website. It's the actions that uh, comes after the scanning of the QR code mm. that is uh, malicious. So th- these malicious websites behind the QR code, uh, they created to trick the victims into downloading mobile phone virus. Uh, specifically okay. targeting banking applications mm. or what we call banking trojans. So these websites might also get the victims to input uh, personal information such as their name, email address or uh, banking credentials that can be used uh, in scams or identity theft. So that's where the real damage uh, comes from and not the scanning itself. So mm. these websites will often contain some bit to entice the user to follow the instructions on the website. So mm. for, for example, with the promise of giving away free bubble tea. I would imagine, uh, Hui Chang, some kind of problem would come up like how do you allow this app to access your pictures and then you have different choices, deny, allow and only this one time. Were things like that popping up? I mean, how could this third party app access your banking app? Your banking app needs extra codes to go in. So who's at fault here? 
Okay, so once the malware is downloaded and installed on the victim's phone, it gives the cyber criminal control of the user's phone. So the malware has various capabilities to steal the banking credentials of the victim. One common technique that we've seen is called the overlay, uh, which is to pop up a fake login page on the victim's phone to fool them into entering their credentials. So once the fraudsters or cyber criminals, they have the credentials, they have the abilities to log into the banking application. And some of these malware that we have seen even uh, give remote access to the fraudster where they can control the phone, they can simulate taps, swipe, and uh, log in on the user's behalf and also access to the user's files. Scary. What about biometric security, your fingerprint and all that? Banks are using this now. If I activate mine and if I don't participate actively on mm. the scam, mm. such as particularly this case we were talking about because the woman was sleeping, I believe, when things started happening. Can they just take fingerprints from the screen you know, like we see on TV? Uh, no, they no. can't. Okay, so good. in a sense, biometric is safer that way. But even with fingerprint or face ID, these banking applications would still allow a user to log in via username and password, right? Mm. Yes. Oh, Chiang, point of speculation, and really it's about how this person can potentially recover the money lost in this QR code scam. In your experience, can action be taken even against the bank for maybe an app that's not secure enough to fight? against these third-party uh, apps that were accidentally downloaded. No doubt the, the person that fell victim to the scam is also partly to blame. Uh, yes, so this is a matter of banking regulation, sure. which I think I'm not... Um, Point of speculation, uh, to clarify. I mean, in your experience, have you seen people try to go down that route? Uh, no, typically the authorities would take over and okay. they will handle okay. the case there. Very interesting. So what are the ways that, I mean, let's pay particular attention to middle-aged people because Mm. they seem to be the more vulnerable to these kinds of scams, being very familiar with the way they use their smartphones. So how else can they protect themselves? I think, one, firstly, they they shouldn't install any third-party applications, uh, especially if they're asked through a phone call or dubious website that they are not familiar And secondly, they should not reveal their banking credentials to anyone through the phone Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I believe all the banks already uh, say this many times, but they will never ask you for your username Mm -hmm. or password via a phone call or for verification purposes. And thirdly, it's also a good habit to have some form of antivirus on the phone. All right, we have been speaking with Hui Chiang Tan, Fort Protection Solution Engineer at Group IB. Hui Chiang, thank you so much for taking the time today. Take care and have a great weekend ahead. You too. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.